Welcome to the Mark Sterry Music Podcast. This podcast is an audio journal of my guests and I's adventures throughout the live and local music biz. Fun conversations, cool tunes, and good times will be had. My name is Mark Sterry, and I'm a 15-plus year veteran of the Twin Cities, Minnesota metro music scene. Check me out at Mark Sterry, that's S-T-A-R-Y, music.net. Also on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. All of my original music, including my new track, Dog Park, is available for download on iTunes, CD Baby, etc. This podcast drops every Tuesday, if not before, on iTunes, SoundCloud, and most other places podcasts are available. If you enjoy it, please subscribe on iTunes. It's totally free and guarantees you'll never miss an episode. If you got an extra buck or two that you wouldn't mind tossing in the podcast tip jar, please visit patreon.com forward slash Mark Sterry Music Podcast. Also, consider helping get the word out on the street via social media, five-star rating and review on iTunes, word of mouth, etc. Happy Thought of the Day is by Joni Mitchell. Keep a good heart. That's the most important thing in life. It's not how much money you make or what you can acquire. The art of it is to keep a good heart. Thanks for tuning in, and welcome to the Mark Sterry Music Podcast. Enjoy! Welcome back to the Mark Sterry Music Podcast, episode 88. Thanks to all the folks who contribute to this podcast on Patreon.com. Coming at you this week on a beautiful summer day here at my family's cabin in Turtle Lake, Wisconsin. It's the final week of summer school, and the play is coming along nicely. It's called Chuck, celebrating the music of Chuck Berry. And it debuts Thursday, June 22nd at 11.15 a.m. at the Turtle Lake, Wisconsin Auditorium. The kids will be singing all your Chuck Berry favorites. Wednesday, I played a solo show at Pub 42 in New Hope, Minnesota. Wags' new patio isn't quite ready yet, but inside shows have still been busy. Thursday, I played a solo show at Bistro 63 in Baronet, Wisconsin. Beautiful night on the patio, jamming to some new faces. The Rum Runner Punch was amazing. Friday, Brian K. Johnson and I rocked out at Lucky's 13 in Plymouth, Minnesota. Pretty slow with half of the Twin Cities at their cabins, but still was fun. Hope bartender Brian had a blast at Iron Maiden. Shows. Friday, June 23rd, 2017, Mr. Brian K. Johnson and myself will be rocking out at a private party in Mendota, Minnesota. Saturday, June 24th, Brian Keith Johnson and myself are back at one of our favorite summertime bars, Petey Pappy's in Stillwater, Minnesota, from 3 to 6 p.m. is part two of three with popular singer, songwriter, and acoustic guitar whiz, Nikki Pepper. We discuss Jeff Tweedy, Joni Mitchell's song, Coyote, and what happens when you don't play Frosty the Snowman when requested. Enjoy the conversation. Miss Nikki Pepper, welcome mm-hmm. back to the Mark Sterry Music Podcast, <laughs> part two. Hi, Mark Sterry. <laughs> Thank you for being here today. We are still here at, what's this again? Farm Table. Farm Table in here. downtown yeah. Amory, Wisconsin. All my childhood memories of Amory are flooding back. We'll talk about them in a minute. 
We were just talking about guitar players that had their fingers cut off. <laughs> our biggest fears. One of our biggest fears. Yes. <laughs> and uh, you said who had their finger cut off? Um, David Harland. Um, incredible finger style guitar player. And, yeah. Um, he was doing woodworking, I think, and cut the tip off of his finger and basically retaught himself to wow. play guitar again. Yeah. I know that Tony Iommi of Black Sabbath... One of the greatest guitar players of all time is missing two partial fingers. <gasps> Do you know what happened? Saw or something. Saw. Yeah, like a saw, yeah. And then one of the greatest guitar players of all time, one of my favorites, um, his name is Django Reinhardt. Oh, yeah. From the Hot Club of France. like that bebop jazz stuff whatever him and Stepan Grappelli anyway Django Reinhardt coolest looking dude of all time you know the cool cigarette the cool hair slick back you know <laughs> little pencil thin mustache like right out of a movie you know oh my God. like he only had two fingers what yeah his first and like his pinky and he played all that stuff no and just flew way. yeah maybe we we're doing it wrong maybe we need to cut off a couple of fingers yeah, maybe maybe you shouldn't have been so careful in your construction job. <laughs> yeah, right. Let's rip a couple of these off. <laughs> oh, I think I'll I think I'll deal with the mental issues I already have. Oh God, yeah, right. <laughs> Sometimes it's full time. Um, I don't know. It's so interesting, isn't it? Like how some people are so effortlessly cool. Like I was watching something on Miles Davis last night, and I'm just like, God. Oh Christ. The kind of blue era. Like, that is cool. Yes, yes, yep. I mean, we were just talking about how I'm not a huge fan of photos of myself a lot. You know, my family, yeah. I was like, before they tag me on Facebook, it's like, let me see that. How big is my beer belly in this I damn know. picture, you know? I'm but same here. Same but here. Miles Davis, you could take a picture of him at 3 o'clock in the morning after just getting sick in the bathroom, him looking at you and it made an album cover. Yeah, I know, you know? it. Yeah, he's so cool at oh, 24 yes. hours a day. Him, Dylan's the same way. Like, cow. I remember seeing Jeff Tweedy. There is no sunken treasure. Rumored to be. Wrapped inside. Um, Sarah Van Valkenburg and I went to um, the farm tape. No, the, the farm aid, that big, huge music festival they put on. Love Jeff Tweedy. Oh, he was by himself. You know, I mean, it would have been like people with bands and whatever. It was Amos Lee and William Nelson and um, Neil Young. And he gets up there by himself. And on the Jumbotron, I mean, it was zoomed in close, right? And he, the guy looked like he had been hit by a truck. I mean, he looked worn out. And I felt really bad because, like, if my face, if I was really tired and I had my face on a huge double <laughs> I hate it. But he was so incredible. He shut it. I mean, it was like 40 degrees in there. Everyone was drunk and cold and crabby. And he just, the whole, the whole stadium shut up when he started playing. Oh, I he love was him. so good. Acoustic, he's awesome. Yeah. I saw him at First Ave a number of years ago. Mm. And he, 
he almost hit me with his car. Really? Yes. <laughs> I, yeah. You're like, love you. That whole that whole <laughs> night was a totally weird deal. Um, he played at First Ave. This is just a quick story, whatever. Mm. I love Jeff Tweedy. Yeah. I've never got to meet him, nothing like that. But, but his drummer, this, I forget what his drummer's name is, Glenn or something like that. He opened for Jeff at First Avenue. Mm. He did some big drum thing or whatever. And so cool. I always had, a, I did the Nashville handshake all the time, you know, a pocket full of CDs, you know. He always handed people CDs, whatever. And so I went up to him and I said, hey, man, here's my CD. And here I'd given it to him before. And he goes, hey, man, I already have that CD. <gasps> and he goes, I listened to it when I garden. And he sung me the title track. No way. The drummer from Wilco. Yeah. So it was like the greatest song of my life. gardens. Oh. Yeah, he goes, I weed, when I weed my garden, I listen to this CD. And he kind of whistled one of the songs enough to at least kayfabe me to know that he assumed that he'd heard it before. Wow. Anyway, so we're walking out back, and this thing, this, this, the, the garage opens up in First Avenue, and this truck comes out and almost hits me. Stop. It's Jeff Tweedy driving the car oh and pulls God. off. He's like, move it or lose it. Yeah. <laughs> at least in my distorted brain, it was Jeff Tweedy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> just, just hair. <laughs> <laughs> oh, anyway. That's um, awesome. So you're a big Wilco fan, Jeff Tweedy fan? Um, you know what? I have not listened to them a whole lot. I um, I listen to I don't really listen to the radio. I would listen to working construction and stuff. You know, you'd listen to KQRS or something, classic rock, in like 50s, 60s. Like what you've been, some of those new covers that you brought out yeah. at the show was so, they were like right up my alley. Um I don't really listen to a lot of modern music because I'm driving all the time, and my radio doesn't always work. <laughs> so I just listen to I find one CD I really like, and then I listen to it until it like wears out. And then, what's in your car right now? Uh, what is in my car? I think Teague, Alexi. Okay. Yeah, I uh, he did our showcase last week, and I got his album, and I loved it. it just, it's great. Very cool. Mm -hmm. um, so, who are some of you have a very distinct singing voice, and uh, who are some of your vocal influences? Mm. I remember when I first started singing, my mom was like, "Listen to Michael Bublé, Nikki. Like, listen to how he sings." And so I would, like, listen, and I would try to, like, kind of disappear my voice into his. And then I realized I didn't sound anything like Michael Bublé. So I, um, I, I just listen to a lot of things. I get, I get people ask about Nora Jones a lot. I haven't listened to a lot of Nora Jones. I love Stevie Nicks. I love, like, Janis Joplin. Eva Cassidy is one of my favorites. Um, I wish I had a great big voice like Aretha Franklin or something. I just love her power. Uh, uh, How about Joni Mitchell? Um, that's another one that I've gotten asked for. So I have not a lot of experience with Joni Mitchell. And then I did wow. the last. I know. That, that really blows me away. I really, I feel like that would be uh, a gift for me to listen to her because people talk about how incredible she is writing and composing. And she's and, a good guitar player too. Yeah, she, okay, so I did the last Waltz tribute um, 
last year in Eau Claire, and I played Joni Mitchell. They had me learn Coyote. Like stations in some relay, hit and run driving, oh no, racing away. You just pick up a hitcher, prisoner of the white lines on the freeway. Oh my God, I was like, oh, it's a pretty, you know, simple song. I just got to get the words done and whatever. And so like a couple days before the show, I'm like, I really got to learn this song. I got to, you know. It's like way too cocky, horribly cocky. It was in all this crazy alternate tuning. I had to call my friend for an emergency guitar lesson to like sit with me, and we had to figure out like, and then just like breaking it down, the brilliance in her lyrics and like the the chords and everything. It was just like. Have you never listened to it since, Rally? Uh, I took a break. Yeah. I literally. I've never liked to it that for, song. Really? Well, oh no, I'm sure we did a great job. I love the last walls, mm. but like yeah, that song too. is. Uh, I can't believe you did that. So did you memorize all those lyrics? Um, I had it. I had the lyrics there for reference. Yeah. Um, and then I just kind of bounced off of it when I needed what it. What kind of tuning did she use? Uh, it. God knows what. I don't remember. I had to Google it. It was like C E A C G something. It was. I don't know. She blew me away, and I. Because I thought it sounded so simple, and it's like you know, like the most brilliant things seem simple and aren't at all. Oh, she can play the guitar. She's, She's a so folk guitar player, big time. Yeah. When I first heard that song, I was watching the Last Waltz in My Cabin on VHS or something like that. Mm-hmm. I still watch that a number of times this summer, having on it. Mm-hmm. So I'm listening to that Coyote song, and she's going through her lyrics. And like, towards the end, when she's talking about that breakfaster, and I'm like, what did she just? Say? <laughs> right. She gets a little what? dirty, doesn't she? That's cool. Whoa. <laughs> right, go, Joni. <laughs> Did you also do the backup for the Neil Young part on Helpless? Um, no. I. It was kind of the Eau Claire musicians, and I wasn't able to get to any of the rehearsals because okay. I was traveling and stuff. So I just came and did that one, and then we did the big song at the end. Um, the Bob Dylan song. Yeah. Yeah, I Shall Be Released. Yes. Yeah. Yes, um, that's awesome. Do you know my favorite is Dr. John? Love him. Oh, oh my God. I, that's such a night song. It just brings me, it brings my heart like physical feelings of joy. Such a night. Are you talking the live one from, <laughs> yes, the mm-hmm. live one from uh, uh, Last Waltz? I know, and then yeah. I bought the CD, and I didn't quite, li- it, it's good, but that live version, there's it's unbelievable. It's so loose, yeah. and I cover it now. I play it, like, at least once you a week. You do? Oh, my yeah, God. Yeah, because I like that New Orleans kind of chord change. And, yeah. Such a night. And I, I totally <laughs> sell that shit, too. I feel so it right here. <laughs> I steal you away from him. If I don't do it, somebody else will. If I don't do it, somebody else will. Oh, my God. I would love to hear you play that. Yeah, I should have played it tonight. No, I love that song. Such a night. Yeah, he's so swanky and cool. Oh, just a badass. Uh He just gives zero. (laughs) I know, I know. (laughs) To all the fellas. Mac Ramanak. I guess his name is Mac Ramanak. I think his real name or something like that. The voodoo king. Where are you playing next? Or where are you playing in the future? I played last night at Pub 42. Tomorrow I'm at Nova. 
the Nova. Then Saturday I'm in. I'm doing a wedding. Okay. And I have to learn. That's what I'm learning this week is these modern country tunes. Oh, that's right. <laughs> You're Love so em. excited. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's the best thing ever. Mm-hmm. The best. <laughs> I'm gonna have to, you know, I'm gonna have to fill my lapel, my cigarette pocket full of full of Kleenexes to wipe my eyes during the song. <laughs> Just the beauty of it. <laughs> So I am. I would love to get your input on this. I am working on a song about all the different kind of gigs that we've played. About like how like I've played every type of gig, right? From funerals, to dude ranch, dude ranch. Yes, dude mamas, ranch. don't let your babies grow up to be cowboys. Hell yeah, man. <laughs> yeah, um, I think it was written by a female too. Really? Yeah. Willie Nelson didn't write that. No. <gasps> I have been misled. Let me. Okay. Because he had those two songs, they're kind of sisters, brothers' sister songs. My heroes have always been cowboys, uh-huh. and Mama don't let your babies go to be cowboys. I think Mama let your babies is written by a female. Really? Yeah. That would make it a little. Should we look it up quick? Yeah, let's do that. was written by Ed and Patsy Bruce. Oh. Mama and the babies grow up to be cowboys. So, huh. I'm thinking of something else, too, but there you go. Maybe she was speaking from personal experience. Maybe Ed was a wrangler. Yeah. Just a dirt ball. <laughs> Just a dirt ball. A chew-spitting chew dirt ball. <laughs> She's like, don't do it. Just don't do it. Stinky, rotten old man. <laughs> <laughs> Here, Ed, Merry Christmas. This song is for you. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. You know what? Okay, that can be, like, sometimes you can write what you have to say in a song that you wouldn't just say out loud to someone. You can communicate. I think maybe that's done. Big time. A lot. I have yeah, all my songs, little secret messages in there for people. Really? Oh, yeah. Can you talk about that? No. Because <laughs> they're, they're secrets? Yeah. To quote the famous Gene Autry, <laughs> nope. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so what were we talking about again? Um, crazy gigs. Okay, yeah. I'm going to my different friends and saying, give me a crazy story of something that happened at a show. And having different people write different verses. And then having one big sing-along chorus. Hmm. What's some of the crazy ones you've heard so far? Well, so my verse, the one verse that I was writing actually when before I came here um, was about when I was playing at this place in Wisconsin, deep in Wisconsin, on Christmas Day. And I had learned some Christmas songs, but I'm not very good about Christmas songs because growing up in the church, we, I heard them... We were on the music team, so I heard so much Christmas music. So I just learned a couple, and then, you know, I thought, you know, people maybe had heard their share. Um, But this old grandma walks in, and she's wearing a beautiful Christmas vest. Like, she's, like, the type of grandma that you think would, like, make you cookies and be really nice. And I'm like, oh, sweet. That's really cool that they're here. 
Well, said grandma, like, sits at the corner of the bar and starts yelling at me about playing Frosty the Snowman. And I'm like, I don't know Frosty the Snowman. I'm sorry. And then so I play a song. I'm like, how about this? You know, I played, I don't know, Blue Christmas or something. And then she yells Frosty the Snowman again. And I'm like, I'm sorry, I don't know it. And she's, she's like, it goes like this. And she starts singing it for me. Well, you know how it fucking goes. <laughs> I know, I know. That's the thing. I'm like, I just, you know, not going to wing it here. So I was like, um, you know, if you want to sing it, you can. Like, I just, you know, I'm not going to do it. She flicked me off. Oh, Grandma, that's cute little sweater vest. Double birds. That's awesome. For not knowing Frosty the Snowman. That would have made, made a nice poster. Small lady flicking up. For not, a Christmas for not singing, Yeah, for not singing Frosty. That would make a nice t-shirt. That was a pretty Frosty gesture, yeah. Wow. Um, I just one off the top of my head out of the millions, you know. Mm-hmm. This playing music for a living can be the most, you know, degrading thing of all time. Mm-hmm. Or else it could be, you know, great. You know, the, the ups and downs, whatever. Yeah, highs and But uh, just, just one thing I could just think of was I played a show with my full band at Lee's Liquor Lounge. Oh, yeah. And a bunch of folks, like, they took, a, like, a bus or a big car from, like, this area. Like, Amory, Sanker Falls kind of area. And they came up to the show. And it was dead. Except for like these people from Amory there. My whole <laughs> band was there, like the five, six piece band Ooh. was dead. And they pulled up chairs and sat up front. I was so embarrassed. Oh. And then so we started playing. And then after the first song, the bartender came up and charged me for my beer. What? In the middle of the in the middle of the show, after the first or second song, the bartender walks up there while I'm on stage playing and says, oh, I'm leaving. Can you pay for that beer? So I pulled out my wallet, paid for my beer, and helped all. In the all middle of the song. <laughs> Needless to say, them Scotty folks never came up to a gig ever again. Oh my god! It was embarrassing. Oh. But uh, you never know how a show's gonna go either. Brutal. Do you? Like yeah. you show up. Sometimes it's awesome, and sometimes it's like. A lot of times, like the more I care about the show, <laughs> then the no, that's the ones that no one's gonna show up at. <laughs> Just like anything. It's like you jinx yourself. <laughs> Knock on wood. We would, um, there was a show, it was at a campground, and um, we drove up there, and it w- like, it was like something out of like Deliverance or something. It like looked like when we drove up, it was just like, <laughs> I, like, the, I think it had partly burnt down or something, so there's like wood like stacked up around it, and then there's like this big fireplace with like stuff everywhere, people, and they were all sitting around the campfire as we drive up. And then it's like they did like the stare down as we like, we, well, we were being creepy too because we were staring back and we were like driving really slow and they were like staring. I'm like, just keep going, keep driving. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, we have to, you know, I have to play the show. Like it's part of whatever, you know, booked and whatever. So I come back, we go to set up and the owner comes up to us, just the nicest person ever. We set up and it like, I, you know, focusing on that, I look up and it's just packed. It's packed full of people, and it was like a listening room. They were so engaged. They were, you know, talking, bantering with me, and they, like, you know, then once people started, like, drinking, they were singing along and dancing, and there was a guy in the, in the middle of the dance floor that couldn't find a partner, so another guy came and danced with him, so he wasn't alone. We were, like, the, I mean, it was, it was, like, family like we stayed up to like four in the morning with them hanging out. They made that us. Sounds, like, that's a great story. It's a it's incredible. It you know you just never know. I think 
should write songs about the good ones, too, the good shows, yeah. not just the crappy ones. Right, because, you know, we don't want to send the message that we hate our jobs or something. <laughs> oh, I love mine. It just It's comical, you know, it sometimes. It's funny. Um, Nikki, you're almost done on part two. You want to do one more part? Oh, sure. What? Really? Let's do three parts, yeah. Okay. So story behind the song segment. Um, maybe we'll talk about one of your new ones. Maybe you can send me something or play something or whatever. Okay. One song that stood out to me also on one of my YouTube, when I was going on YouTube, was the uh, um, Green Apple Day. <laughs> I'm so sorry to laugh. That's like one of my first songs I ever wrote. Ever. Really? Yeah. Which one should I have said? No, that's okay. It's funny because people still ask about that song. Oh, really? Yeah, I don't It was just catchy. Lot, I, I, I mean, I was driving in my car. I mean, I didn't... Yeah. I didn't give it the good old Walt Whitman listen, you know. It's kind of like, oh, this is really catchy. You don't catchy. need to. You don't need to. <laughs> so what's the story behind it's that catchy, song? Yeah. Um, it was just a guy that I was dating that I really liked. He liked um, green apple, green apples. and No, he liked apple pie, and he liked the color green, I think. And I just wrote it, like, about... Huh. It was just kind of poetry. That's cool. I liked him, so... <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't it's not profound and I feel really bad because one time I was talking to someone about that song and she's like so where were you coming from when you wrote that and I just told her what I told you and she's like oh my god I thought it was about God and like she had like this whole elaborate relationship with it and I just broke it I thought it was like a that totally isn't what I thought it was about either I thought it was like a song about a uh, like a hybrid blend of indica and uh, <laughs> sativa marijuana. Did you really? <laughs> Miss Nikki Pepper, thanks for being on the Mark Sterry Music Podcast. Please tune in next week for part three. Tuning into this week's edition of the Mark Sterry Music Podcast. Hope you enjoyed the program. We'll see you back here for a new podcast about life and times in the live and local music scene each and every Tuesday, if not before, on iTunes, SoundCloud, and most other places podcasts are available. This is a listener-supported podcast, so if you'd like to get on board, please visit patreon.com forward slash Mark Sterry Music Podcast. If you enjoyed some of the musical edits on the show, please head on over to your local record store or do some digging on iTunes and load up on some new songs. Also, if you get a chance, please go check out some live music somewhere. It could be a great and worthwhile experience. Life is short. Go have some fun. Till next time. Someone like you, someone like you.
Yes, you are. 